On this episode of the Quick Pop Podcast, uh, Ace is missing once again. Uh, blame, blame computers. Uh, but Ron and Jake are here to hold it down and tell you all about New Japan Wrestling and why Ron's stock is failing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Quick Pop Podcast, where the pops are quick, but the memories are even quicker. It just, you know, uh, one big bad, uh, bad papa pump chump, I guess we will call this one. Um, I don't know what's going on. Um, Ace isn't here. Ace is usually the boy that does all the toys, but I had to, I had to blow the, um, the dust off of one of my, um, Tandy computers, and now I'm recording this thing. But, hey, even though Ace is not here, we still have our reigning, defending champion of the world, Jake. I I love that intro. I love how factual it is. I love how um pra- praising of me it is. Like, this is going to be a top-notch episode of this podcast. And wait, Ron, did you say it was a Big Papa Pump Quick podcast or something like that? Yeah, um, I, I have decided... Uh, I was gonna surprise you. I brought a uh, big Papa Pump. He's currently waiting in the green room, and it sounds like he has a couple of choice words to say to you. Crap! Do you think? Do you think he remembers? I I don't I mean I don't know. I didn't ask him. I didn't want to trigger the boy. Oh Lord, he probably uh, remembers. He probably okay, remembers. everyone, this is the podcast. Hey, just like WWE, everyone, tune in. A, a man's gonna die live on this podcast. Yay! Yeah, yay! I always knew I'd go out in some spectacular way. At least it was to try to boost ratings for this podcast. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely feel that. But you know, people are dying and whatnot. I have, I have a question for you. Did you think Absolutely. that Kota Ibushi was going to break his neck uh, trying to top his performance at uh, Wrestle Kingdom fifteen night one? Oh, uh, not only did I think he was going to break his neck, I kept a running tally of how many times it looked like he broke his neck. Like, me and you talked about it uh, last week after night one. We were like, you know, the, the match against Naito was good, but not great. And, like, it's not as, like, neck-breaky as, like, normal Kurobushi matches. And I, I said, I was like, either, like, the chemistry wasn't there or he was saving himself for night two. And oh boy, was he saving all the shenanigans for night two. Yeah, let's just go deep, deep right into the uh, Nuggets, which was uh, Wrestle Kingdom 15, night two. We're just going to skim over a couple of things because we got a lot to cover on this podcast, actually, which is crazy. Um, A lot happened in wrestling this week. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, But the first thing I'm... I'm doing the whole thing where it was like that one WrestleMania where Brock Lesnar came out and he's like, if I'm not the main event, I want to go on first. So the the big draw, the big draw to this uh, Wrestle Kingdom, uh, Toru Yano is king of pro wrestling for 2021. <laughs> Toru Yano. That, that, that was your big takeaway? The entire Wrestle Kingdom, you were just like, yeah, the matches were good, but Toro freaking Yano. Yeah, that's uh, seven and a half stars for me. I mean, uh, this is, I, I would this have given it eight, but you know. It, I mean, you know, beggars can't be choosers, but yeah, this this I'm was Mr. something Tywater that we were talking about. <laughs> just Toro Yano, just for some some weird, crazy way. He just comes away with the win, and by golly, G. Willikers, he he's not only the uh, king of pro wrestling of 2020; he is the king of pro wrestling 2021. Beautiful boy, beautiful man. The uh, the jokester is finally getting his due, man. I mean, I mean, what we better way. We in, both in, knew in he was the king of pro wrestling. We both knew it, that. In all honesty, it feels like to me that New Japan was like, 2021, Yano is the King of Ah, crap. This stuff's going... No, we're, we're going to keep making this man King of Pro Wrestling until we can get a full stadium to see him as King of Pro Wrestling. Yeah. 
Uh, we, we thought it was going to be this year, but unfortunately not. Let's wait till next year so we could... He's getting the uh, Roman Reigns treatment. He needs a proper <laughs> coronation. <laughs> he is getting the Roman Reigns treatment. They'll keep doing it until you either like it or there's a crowd. One of the yeah. two. Uh, I, I love the fact that that they uh, got Toriano to be the king of pro wrestling of the world again. Um, it's, it's good stuff. It's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, the, the next one, Suzuki Goon. Uh, Desperado and Kanamaru defeated uh, Ryusuke Taguchi and Master Wado uh, for the. Uh, I, I guess they defended. They defended the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champ uh, Every Championship. Every time I hear the name Master Wado, I immediately think that Wado, the Tordarian from Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace, became a Jedi and is now Master Wado. Every time <laughs> I hear that name. Say Boba, Dad Gucci. <laughs> oh, oh, Annie, go get the brakes. I am training to be Jedi. <laughs> now, but now I want Watto to be like an announcer, to be like, oh, and a bushy broke his neck again. What are we going to do? Go send a gonk droid to fix that neck. Oh, Annie, kid, check out my Hurricane Rana. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for Sebulba! <laughs> <laughs> Which, in fact, also sounds like it could be a Japanese wrestler. Oh, yeah. Uh, Master Wado and Sebulba? Are you talking about yeah. Sebulba? <laughs> we talking about Sebulba? We're talk are, are we are we going there? We're, we're going to be talking about the uh, former king of pod racing, uh, Sebulba. Um... He was he was dethroned uh, as the king of pod racing in 2020 by uh, Toriano. (laughs) (laughs) So Sebulba is looking to to fight back in 2022. I'm just just saying a lot of people were stuck in their house in 2020. Yano was getting it done. Yano was getting it done. He was winning pod races. He was winning uh, trophies in wrestling. Yano's doing the damn thing. Yeah, he's a, a riverboat gambler, that uh, Toriano. <laughs> that he is. That he is. <laughs> um, moving on, uh, this one, this one was a really great match. Uh, did you check it out? The singles match uh, for the Never Open Weight Championship, uh, Takagi uh, defending against uh, Jeff Cobb. That was one of the matches I checked out. I'm, I'm going to be honest with everyone. My week was. Just as busy as I thought it would be, but I found a little bit of time, and I basically just cheated and looked at like what were the matches that everyone was like, "Oh my god!" about, and I just watched those. And yes, this was one of the matches I watched. Uh, super hard hitting. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I'm I'm surprised they didn't uh, give it to Cobb, but at the same time, it's very New Japan not to give it to him yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he just recently signed with them, and they like to kind of establish, even if it's already an established talent, unless you're like AJ Styles, they like to establish you while you're on your way to winning the title. And I think this match was his establishment, um, because he didn't win, but it definitely showed we have have a guy that can go in New Japan. We we all knew Jeff Cobb could go, but I mean... That match was hard-hitting. That match was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, they just beat the crap out of each other. You, you basically have a Polynesian uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb uh, yeah. is, like, yeah. he's magnificent. And the way he moves around, he's like, if if both uh, Ishii and uh, Hiroki Goto got with, like, the same same Polynesian woman, or if they went to a bank in Polynesia land, and they're like, oh, well, let's create the perfect uh, bruiser, and here comes Jeff Cobb like 20-something years later, and he's like, hi, I'm Jeff Cobb, and uh, New Japan's like, this is our son. It's... I, I This is our son. This is our son, Jeff Cobb. <laughs> This is my son, for who I am well pleased. <laughs> Hi, Mr. New Japan, I see this is your son. What is your son's name? Oh, it is... <laughs> my son's name is Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb? I like, he really I likes like corn. I like how you said Mr. New Japan. 
Yeah, like I is, mean, like <laughs> if this generation is just a single person and we are watching their antibodies just fight it out to the death. Well, yeah, I mean, Mr. Halo, uh, he hasn't come out with uh, his new game yet for the Xbox. We're all waiting for that. Oh, Mr. Halo. Mr. Halo, the the one with the gun. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this match was so hard hitting. It was brutal, and it it didn't have a dull moment at all. Like you knew it was gonna go somewhere because Takagi is just such a great worker. But seeing Takagi and Jeff Cobb go at it. Yeah. I I definitely I want to see those two in the ring together again because that was that was magnificent. Oh, I don't think that's the last time we're going to see them two in the ring together. Oh, I hope not. I hope not because that that was money. That was ooh, that was good. Um, Sonata defeated Evil uh, with Dick Togo. Um, I just wanted to say it. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, no belts. It was just a grudge match, Sonata and Evil, and uh, it it was okay. It was an okay match. I don't. That's probably not the ones that uh, everyone was like going crazy about. Did you watch it? I did not watch that one. Nah, uh, it was it was good. Uh, it was nothing to really write home about. Um, it it felt like a grudge match, which I was okay with. Uh. But I just, I wasn't as invested as I should have been. I don't know what it was. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't put my finger on it. I couldn't put my finger on Sonata and Evil. I can see that. Like, I was, I, like I said, I have not watched it, but I was looking forward to that match. So mm -hmm. you're saying you liked it, but didn't love it. Right. Okay. And it pretty much kicked the second half of uh, Night 2 was having that grudge match between Sonata and Evil. And Sonata... Sonata came out on top, and uh, there's something that happened a little bit afterward. But we're gonna get to the two big matches that... Uh, that closed the night. So, of course, Night 1, Hiromu Takahashi defeated um, El Phantasmo, and so he had to take on another Bullet Club member. Uh, the champion IWGP junior heavyweight champion Taji Ishimori and oh my god <laughs> oh no that was oh god like going from Shingo Takagi and Jeff Cobb I felt like Takahashi and Ishimori was like okay how do we one-up them how do we do this and that it basically a clinic of the junior heavyweight division. Yeah, uh, this is one I did watch. And I will say this, because um, in night one, I watched uh, Hiromu and uh, El Phasma. And a lot of people were talking about that match. I didn't... I, I, listen, I don't dislike it. It was just, for a lightweight match, and especially a Hiromu match, it was slow. And yeah. it moved very slow. And I'm usually not one that, like, complains about, you know, oh, this is moving too slow and whatnot. I just, I thought it moved almost too slow. Like, the great thing about Hiromu is, like, his matches can be slow, but, like, you don't always see the transition into other moves coming. And I felt like that match was so slow that I'm like, oh, okay, cool, he's setting up over there so he can do this and that like i may not have known exactly what they were doing but like they telegraphed a lot i felt like in mm -hmm. this match i felt like it's more of what i wanted from the other one where they just went at it yeah yeah i mean i i liked the uh, takahashi and uh el phantasmo but i mean ishimori ishimori is the real deal and so is takahashi yep like these these two like I feel they have kind of picked up, finally, uh, what the junior heavyweight division was supposed to be. Uh, like, with champions like uh, Will Ospreay and uh, Prince Devitt. Like, these two are... They make the junior heavyweight division. Uh, yeah, no, hands down. Like, I've been a huge fan of Hiromu 
ever since uh, they sent him down to ROH to kind of get a little bit more seasoning on him before he came back and became like what he is now, which is the face of that lightweight division. Um, yeah, like I cannot sing that guy's praises enough. I freaking love him. And uh, Ishii is a guy that like when not a lot of people were watching uh, Impact Wrestling, he was like having some bangers of some matches. Mm-hmm. And ever since he's come from New Japan and joined Bullet Club, he's just picking up where he's left off. And yeah, he's, I, he's like the, uh, the he has the swiftness of Bullet Club. Like if you want something like quick and like just bang bang, that's that's Ishimori. Yeah. Yeah, no. Completely agree. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, the, just those two together just sounded like a great match to me, and it, it was. Yeah. It oh, yeah. It was. Um, so we, of course, we talked about how Kota Ibushi and Tetsuya Naito was good, but it still left something to be desired, and yeah. it's probably because there was another match the next night. They went for 48 minutes. It is the longest match in Wrestle Kingdom history. Kota Ibushi uh, defended his heavyweight championship and intercontinental championship against Jay White. That was... I, I don't think it was Kota Ibushi's best match, but it definitely was Jay White's. And yes. I want to say I, that it was the best match out of the entire, out of the entire um, uh, Wrestle Kingdom, like night one and night two. This was, this was that match. Uh, yeah, no, hands down, it was the best match. Um, I do not make any qualms about it. I'm not a big Jay White fan. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. Don't, like, I'm not, not, like, trying to bury him like he, he, he sucks. Like, he doesn't suck. But I'm just, I've never, I, I think his gimmick looks like a teenager's creative wrestler on a video game. Uh, and I just You're always You're telling thought, me you don't breathe with a switchblade? <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. I do not uh. breathe with a switchblade. Um, but, like, I could see potential in him, you know? I just... I just don't get the I just don't like the gimmick for me personally. And then in the ring, I thought he was good but not great. Yeah. This is the first match that after the end, I'm like, oh, okay, Jay White, I see you. I see mm-hmm. what you can. And it isn't just like, oh, you can hang with the Bushi. No, no, no. It's you can put on an amazing wrestling match with the Bushi. It mm-hmm. isn't like oh, a Bushi carried him or oh, there's a, no, no. For a match that good, you gotta have a good dance partner. And so, I definitely think that this match, for me personally, uh, opened up my eyes to more of what uh, Jay White can be. Yeah. I just hope maybe his character gets a little bit more developed. In my opinion, it did at the end of the show. Did you watch the press conference? Oh, yeah, where he said he doesn't like he doesn't know if he wants to quit or not and whatnot and just passing out at the chair. And dude, everyone now is like, oh, he's going to WWE. It's like, guys, listen, he may go to WWE. He may. That was a hundred. Yeah, like that was a man in character uh, doing a kayfabe shoot interview. That's mm-hmm. what that was, because even if he was planning to leave New Japan and even if he's already signed with WWE, he's not going to go there in front of New Japan and be like, I'm just thinking to quit. And like, none of you people respect me. All y'all are stupid. Yeah. You know, none of you even understand how good I am. Like, you, that's not like that's not he didn't just have the longest match in Wrestle Kingdom history to then have sour grapes in an interview, you know? Yeah. Um. So it's like, it's total kayfabe. He may leave for WWE. I think even if he thinks about it, with New Japan so upset about uh, the Good Brothers and uh, Balor and uh, Nakamura and AJ, I think they will back up a Brinks truck and just be like, how much to make you stay? Because we can't they need to give any it. more people. They need, to, they need to pay for Jay White because Jay White... Yeah. He has thrived in New Japan ever since, really? like, he he stopped being a young boy. And he, oh, there's just something about him that really, like, gravitates 
uh, when it comes to Jay White. He is basically like he's he's sent like when it comes to Jay White, the dude beat Okada, the dude has beat uh Tanahashi, he's beat Omega, and yeah. like there is a lot of backing uh with Jay White. And I just, I feel that Jay White's going to stick around. He's going to be there for a long time. And he's going to continue to bring, like, amazing matches. I know that uh, I was watching, like, the English commentary on it. They were saying that Jay White and Kota Ibushi were not wrestling their usual style. It was more more bruising, more heavy. Especially when Kota Ibushi, he basically, I guess, he got the demons in him. And he was urging Jay White, like, just hit me, dude, hit me. And just a stone face the entire time. And he looked like he was going to, Kotobushi looked like he was going to straight up murder Jay White. Even at a point where he thought he was going to murder Red Shoes. Like, I, I, it was, a, ooh, <laughs> it, it was a match that I wasn't expecting. Of course, you gotta, you, you notice, like, Oh, Abushi's neck and all that. You always focus on Abushi's neck, but yeah. this match, it was like something different. It's like these two are these two basically had the blood feud fight that I wish Sonata and Evil did. These two, yeah. But here's the thing: is like there wasn't really. I mean, I get. I don't think there was really a blood feud between them. I mean, there was like a feud, but I wouldn't call this like that. You know, blood feud. But you're right; they did have that type of match. Yeah, and I I absolutely like it. The way I kind of justify it is that Kota Ibushi's finally at the top. He's wanted to be at the top. He wants to change the world of New Japan. Uh, and Jay White was the person that basically robbed the um the briefcase from him. The uh the contract for yeah. Wrestle Kingdom. So this was like, dude, come on, don't do it, and. They had to. They had to have that kind of elevated fight, and the story was there. It was great, and I love that. After like the three count, Jay White and Kota Ibushi were just like trying to get to each other. It's like oh, we're not finished. We're not done here. I I I need to pin him. Oh, I need to pin him. Like both of them just looked completely drained. At the end of the match, it was yeah. no, like, fantastic. Well, I mean, like you said, they went for forty-eight minutes. Like, yeah. like, dude, I'd have been drained, especially how physical that was, dude. Anyone would have been drained at the end of that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it was, it was great, great. Um, then, uh, speaking of Sonata and Evil, Sonata came out and challenged Kota Ibushi, uh, for the championships, and Kota was like, "Okay, take him from me." I'm a wrestling god. Like, he flat out said it. He's like, I'm a god. Yeah, no, that's that apparently is his new gimmick. Yeah, the golden god. Uh, shout out to Dennis, uh, always sunny in Philadelphia, the golden god himself. Uh, <laughs> oh, Dennis. But think, this is one thing I, I kind of wanted to bring up with you. So, if you include these two matches, and then on Wednesday... Uh, AEW just had their night one of New Year's Smash where, uh, Co uh, uh, Kenny Omega defended the AEW, uh, World Championship against Ray Phoenix. In that span, Dave Meltzer has rated five of those matches five stars or higher, with the two highest ones being Kazuchika Okada and, uh, Kota and Jay White. We got so much good stuff this week. This week, mm -hmm. um, okay, let's just get into it with AEW. Uh, Kenny and Phoenix was awesome. Um, oh yeah, they they gave it away great. on TV. They gave us a five star match on TV. Yeah, yeah, and that's the reason AEW right now is awesome. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, they gave us a five star match on TV. That was great. Um. <clears throat> Dude, the little like reversal he did from Kenny Snapmere into a uh, a Poison Corona was just oh that move still like just 
the setup and the speed of all of that was just so freaking yeah phoenix like he phoenix is one of those guys that i think both him and pinta are so under the radar because both of them were starting to be in the uh uh conversation for one of the best wrestlers around towards mm-hmm. the end of Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. And then they did a tag team. So it's like for the, these last few years, they've been doing cool tag team stuff. So they're not in that conversation anymore. And it's matches like that, that it's like, oh yeah, that's right. This guy is one of probably the top 10 best wrestlers in the freaking world right now. This yeah. dude is amazing. But they gave us a five-star match, gives all of that, and then the ending. They they gave us not only did they give us a five star match, they gave us a five star moment at the end, and the everything made sense. Yes. Oh Dude, gosh. Yes. I have never smiled. So, oh, I shouldn't say never. Let me rephrase. It's been a while since I've smiled that hard at a wrestling show because everything about it I thought was great. Like the only one thing is whenever they cut to um. Pac and Penta in the back getting beat up by them. Like, it was so obvious that it was, like, a pre-taped thing. Because, like, they're, like, holding them down. Like, I don't know why they just weren't just beating them down. You know? Like, it would have been better, but that's my only complaint. But anyway, you cut to that, so then you realize Phoenix is alone, and then, like, he's just, like, about to, like, just decide, and screw it. I'm just, I beat you, so now you don't get to wrestle anymore. I'm gonna break your leg. Uh, And then Moxley coming out with a barbed wire bat, uh, and then the Good Brothers jumping the rail, and then, like, since they they don't go here, and they're beating them down, like, people in the audience was just like, oh, screw this, and, like, they're jumping in. It was just great, great, chaotic moment. And mm-hmm. I love how, like, when they did the two-sweet, you could tell the Bucks were reluctant to do it. And now, next week, Kenny and the Bucks are having a six-man tag. We don't know who the opponent is. And it's just, it's great great building and i really hope this wasn't just a one-off thing with the good brothers to 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 do this big moment that gets people talking and then to have them and then just and then it's just for the tna pay-per-view that kenny's a part of i really hope that this is something and i would really like whatever they want to call it right uh bullet club uh artillery boys um yeah yeah dudes (laughs) with ammunition but not guns whatever you want to name this group i don't care i would freaking love to see them have the band back together Mm -hmm. and see we all thought it was like oh okay well this this impact deal was going to be like roh versus impact what if it's the bullet club trying to control two different shows and what if literally the Impact guys jumping uh, like jumping onto uh, AEW isn't like a AEW? It's a well, fine. Kenny's kicking my butt on my sh- uh, on my show, so I'm going to come to his show and try to get revenge and yeah. make it more about the Bullet Club um, than AEW versus Impact. Make it j- this this group that's just kind of unstoppable, and they're just tearing to through the ranks of any show and yeah maybe uh add a new member because mm-hmm. you got kenny you got the bucks you got you you know you have five right there and so those five you can roll with yeah um maybe add some new members in the future but i tell you this ron since i'm uh since i'm uh like a fantasy book go for it go uh, i think this all ends with the bullet club Versus a five-man team made up of Impact wrestlers and AEW wrestlers in that blood and blood and guts match they couldn't have last year. Yeah, that I mm. think they're going to try to wait till the summer because as of right now, AEW is tentatively uh, have shows that they are sell- that they are going to sell tickets to to this summer, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think they're going to try to have the blood and guts match this summer with with a crowd. I- I'm I'm hoping so because I think. It, it, I think it was a little bit of a rumor that uh, they are planning to move away from Daly's place, uh, like the AEW crew. They want they want something a little bit more. So that could honestly be like I don't think they could in Daly's place. I don't think they have the skills to put like a cage or they have the uh, the room, the area enough to do like a cage 
uh, hang from the rafters of uh, Daly's place. So I think that might be that might be one of the reasons why they're looking for somewhere else. Um, but one thing I want to really touch up on, um, they just had being the elite today and they opened it up with the good brothers and the young bucks just hanging out. Um, for some reason, Doc Gallows, he has a belt and he's treating it like his, uh, third leg and Carl Anderson's given the suckets and <laughs> it was, it was ridiculous. And, and, uh, I guess, uh, I think it was like either Nick or Matt Jackson. They were talking about, oh yeah, like this. This is kind of a bit of a betrayal. And and Doc Gallows, he goes, oh, so you read Tama's Twitter too? Because <laughs> because <laughs> Tamatanga is not having any of this. He, of course, Tamatanga is the last, or he is one of the two last remaining OC. Bullet Club members in Japan, along with uh, Bad Luck Follet, and he's like, "Dude, you guys are out of Bullet Club. You guys left us. Like, you ain't Bullet Club." And you have Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson kind of making a little bit of a jab at a uh, Tamatanga. So there, it's gonna be a little bit more than just like Impact and AEW. I think we might be seeing another Bullet Club war. If though if Tamatanga and uh the band, I guess, uh don't get it together. I, it would be nice to see, honestly. Why yeah, think about uh, just two when you can have three promotions repping sure. Bullet Club? Oh yeah. Uh there was also I was listening to uh Talking Shop today, and mm-hmm. they actually mentioned that and uh they were talking about how People are just like texting, like, "Dude, what's what's up with Tama and stuff like that?" And they're like, "Man, he's uh, been in Japan now for like almost uh, three months straight. He just misses everyone." <laughs> <laughs> and they're, 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 they're like, he's just tweeting. He's just tweeting nonsense. He's not upset. <laughs> I I love it. I love that there's this like interaction. That there's no there's no forbidden door anymore. That's basically out the window. Everyone's interacting with each other and it's, it's great. This is wrestling. It's fantastic and wonderful. And, uh, just that too sweet where the bucks just like, uh, and then bam, they put it up. There it is. It's good. It's good. Wrestling is good. Wrestling is great. Bullet club is fine. The bullet club is fine. Now, yes, we finally get the answer. The Bullet Club is fine. The Bullet Club is fine because... Oh, they even talked about um, on BTE about how they were supposed to be on the first episode of AEW. And they're like, yeah, no, um, like, yeah, you, you guys left us. And, and you guys left us for New York. And Doc Ellis goes, nah, it was a joke. It was a joke. And they're like, a joke? And he's like, yeah. It, it was a joke. It was a rib. <laughs> like it, it was a rib. And like, how can you give, how can you even do that? Uh, but they're, it, they're all having fun at this point. It's great. I, I love seeing all of them back together. And I just, I love seeing the good brothers in general. I, I still like to this day, I can't wait. Oh, 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 think about this. They even mentioned, uh, a certain torturer. Of a certain body part on BTE. Did they? Nick and Matt Jackson were like, oh, so, uh, so he's back. And, and Doc Gallows just like does that weird, stupid laugh. He does, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess the, uh, torturer of, uh, chickens is, uh, is canon in the being the elite world now. That's fun. That is fun. I'm hoping that all of this, like, I don't care if, like, New Japan or AEW or Impact or Ring of Honor, they all get together and have fun and whatnot and create this big old super group. It is not anything. This will all be for naught if we do not have a talking shop of mania that comes from all of this goodness. Dude, that's the thing that's been getting me so sad is, like, when I do listen to uh, talking shop is 
They're talking about how the second one didn't sell as well as they would hope it would, and they're not even sure if they want to do a third one. I'm like, no, you have to do the third one. If yeah. nothing else, just to do a trilogy. Yes, I need. I need. I I basically need a Return of the Jedi with uh with Talking Shop of Mania. It needs to happen. One hundred ten percent. You you can't skimp out on that. It is no. it is the best pay per view of twenty twenty. You you got you, you can't let Wrestle Kingdom fifteen beat you. You can't. Good brothers. Let, let's let's go ahead and just talk to them personally. Uh, oh yeah, they, 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 friends. Uh, the the uh, friends of the show, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson. Yeah, uh, I mean, we call him we call him Chad and Drew because uh, yeah, you know yeah, we're we're cool like that. It's we're we're on a first name basis. Um, so Chad and Drew, if you guys don't do Talking Shop of Mania three, and you guys don't bring in some of the best boys in the biz or best women in the biz, or give us uh. Give us another exciting episode with Enzo Amore, which, dude, Enzo, I, I, dude, I'm so glad that Enzo's, uh, uh, put himself along with, uh, the Good Brothers. It's great. I, I love those interactions, but I digress. Chad, Drew, come on, get real. You want to do a Talking Shop of Mania 3, the Talking Shop to end all Talking Shops. You don't want to go out with uh, the torture of chicken um, and Big Papa Pump just sitting there uh, at a table um, with their victory and all that. No, there needs you gave us the Empire Strikes Back where the bad guys win. Now you need to give us Return of the Jedi. You need to give us Return of the Jedi where both Chad Too Bad and Sex Ferguson they get together and fight the torture of chicken once and for all. This one's for all the marbles, boys. I want it. I want this. And I need Chavo Guerrero to, like, you know, be cool. Yeah. Just, just be cool, Chavo. Just, just, be cool. just be cool, Chavo. I mean, I mean, yeah, just, Chavo, just be cool. Just be cool. Just be cool, my baby. Just be cool, Chavo. So, uh, what else do you want to add to any of that stuff? Just to that topic, or just in general? Just in general. Okay. What Here you got go. for me? What you got for me? Here we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Uh, Crack the nuggies. This podcast is, uh, I think everyone that listens to us knows by now that this podcast is recorded on Monday. Ron, after the podcast was over last Monday... Did you watch a show called Monday Night Raw? Um, no, I think I played um either The Sims or I played American Truck Simulator. Why? So they were having Legends Night. And I'm sure you've heard about what happened at the end of the show. A lot of people are talking about that. Oh, gosh, that's not oh, my gosh. That's not my complaint. My complaint is this. I don't see why it's not your complaint. Uh, well, well, we'll get into that. Okay, so my complaint is this. And um, we just had all our friends at Fightgeist, uh, and they were two, two, two great boys, two nice boys. Um, I'm sorry, guys, I'm going to roast a roast roll right now. So uh, if y'all are listening, you may want to just turn, all, turn, turn the podcast off so at this point. Is, um, fight, is so Fightgeist uh, the good boys? I mean, we have the good brothers, but we have the good boys yeah, the good, in, uh, good in, uh, yeah, there, there you guys. go. Uh, guys. was it Jack and Phil? Yeah, Jack the and good Phil? boys. Yeah. The good boys. The good boys. Um, so, I was trying to go in with an open mind. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Just because it's quote unquote Legends Night and I've disliked most of them doesn't mean this one's going to be bad. Ron, I'm going to set up how the show opened for you. Okay, okay? please, please. I'm I'm clearing my mind right now. I'm I'm rubbing a glass on a board, uh, doing it in circles, clearing the board, clearing the spirits. Uh, hit me with it, Chief. Okay, now, then, forever, WWE logo. Ah, ah. We Scared. open. We open <laughs> on a cell phone, face down. With the back of the cell phone saying Hulkamania. Oh no. 
And then you just hear a voice. <laughs> Ron, I'm not making this up. That says, the new H-Phone. H-Phone <laughs> will connect you to, like, Twitter, Facebook, this, that, and the other, right? And it's Hulk Hogan's voice saying this. Then Hulk Hogan, like, grabs the phone, it lifts up, and Hulk Hogan's right beside the phone, and he goes, but unlike other cell phones, this gives you the capability to make one call. <laughs> and literally, it's like, and the call is to what you're gonna do, brother? And I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Listen, I understand that Hulk Hogan has a bunch of negative press right now with things that he's done, uh, with things that Terry Bollea has done. And yeah, Terry Bollea seems like a big piece of crap. Um, but Hulk Hogan is an iconic character, right? And for anyone that can separate Terry Bollea from Hulk Hogan, this is an iconic character. How we mm -hmm. decided to use an, the iconic character on, on Raw Night of Legends is to do a fake cell phone ad for the H-Phone just to get to and what you're going to do. Yeah, that, I, I've already clicked off. I'm... Yeah! Okay, so then the rest of the night was basically Legends just stumbling around in the back, running into people, right? Uh-huh. Um... Didn't they do this with, like, Raw 25 a couple of yeah, years they've ago? Done that. Yeah, yeah, they've done that. But here's, here's the thing. There's a few segments, like one with Sergeant Slaughter, Mickey James, and Tatanka, um, where, like, uh, I forget the guy that beat our truth for the... Uh... Drew Gulak? No, 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 no. It's the guy that used to team with Andrade. He always gives the girls the Angel roses. Garza. Yeah, Angel Garza. Well, like, he sits there and, like, has a rose and is, like, talking to, like, Alicia Fox. And Alicia Fox is just like, ah, and, like, leaves and stuff like that. And so then, like, he sees, like, Mickey James with them. just like, trying to give it to Mickey James. And Sergeant Slaughter's just like, maggot, maggot. Like, that's all he's saying. It's like, he's like, you're so pretty, here's a rose. She doesn't need a rose, maggot. Oh, but she is so maggot. But no, but she is so maggot. It's like, okay, I got it. You're, you're Okay, Sergeant I'm, Slaughter is apparently Mickey James's dad in the WWE, and you had to get his blessing to talk to her. I didn't understand the point. I'm so glad that WWE recognizes that Alicia Fox is a legend. Yes, right. That that was the that was the one shining moment. But then from that point on, the rest of the night, it almost felt like Legends Night was a trick to get them there. So we could just crap on them all night long. Mm -hmm. Like, Charlotte yells at Ric Flair, and he kind of, like, tears up. And then Randy, like, finds him later, and just, like, berates him, and basically is just like, you're stupid, you're worthless, uh, uh, go home to your wife or, like, your three girlfriends, your stupid cook. I mean, it was, it was just terrible. Yeah. It was, like, basically, like, here's an excuse just to, like, make fun of all the legends. And then, so then, the funny thing is, like, so the end of the night, uh... So you're Lee, telling me that it was, like, a three-hour Comedy Central roast that's not funny? Yes! A hundred percent. Every oh skit in the back felt like a Comedy Central roast. It's like, Vince, like, haha, let's have a legends night, and let's just sh** them. Um... Oh, boy. It, it was... Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so Drew, Drew McIntyre wins the, uh, uh, he faces Keith Lee and retains the title. Uh huh. And then afterwards, the music hit and it's Goldberg. Oh, but, I'm tired but, of it. I know, I know you are, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It almost felt that every, that all these WWE stars are just like crapping on these legends. And Goldberg comes out and was like, ah, oh, so y'all want to make fun of Legends? Okay, Drew, me and you at the Rumble. And Drew's just sitting here like, I didn't even make fun of anyone. I, I, I didn't, I, I, I high-fived Ric Flair in the hallway. Why you got beef with me? Like, it, it really felt like Goldberg was the guy coming out to defend all the Legends. But it's like, but then he picks the guy that wasn't picking on any of the Legends. And yeah. so I don't understand the logic. That's... I don't understand the logic. I don't. It was a wild ride, Ron. It was a wild <sighs> ride that had. It was like watching a movie that, like, while you're watching it, you're taking every twist and turn. You're like, okay, I can accept this. Okay, I can accept this. Okay, I, I, I guess that makes. I mean, that. Okay. 
okay, you're getting a little plot, it's getting a little muddy, but it's okay. And then the ending happens, and you're like, that's what I sat through this for? That is the payoff? The payoff is Goldberg coming in mad because it's like, oh, you made fun of all their legends, and Drew just sitting there like, I, I, I didn't. I'm glad I played The Sims. <laughs> it was the best choice you made. It's a good no, game. I say all this long-windedness to get to this one point. Okay. Is, I th- think most wrestling fans, as a whole, did not like seeing Bill Goldberg again, nor hearing that he is facing Drew McIntyre at the Royal Rumble. Um, I'm assuming from what you just said, you did not like that either. Mm-mm. See, because there's a possibility I, that Goldberg will take the title and then some other part-timer is going to challenge Goldberg and Vince thinks it's going to be a big marquee matchup and I'm I don't know. I think listen, I think they're it's trying insulting. to go big. It's insulting. I think they're trying to go big this year for WrestleMania and going big to this company is bringing in people that already have name value and listen from a business standpoint i understand goldberg does have name we need to all stop and acting like he doesn't he does he does does. and i do not mind them bringing goldberg back a bunch of people do i do not i see value in goldberg i however think that you should not have him challenge for a title no. I think AEW is doing it right. Where Sting, Sting is an AEW. He never once has been like, and Kenny, you're next. You know, um, they're you know just letting his storyline be a storyline. I think Goldberg coming in uh, to challenge insert person is fine. I just don't think it has to be for the title. I understand why it is, but I don't don't think it's necessary. That being said, Ron. Yeah. As a WWE stockholder, are you worried that uh, your shit is going low? Have you I, checked I, your stock? Dude, lately? dude, I'm, I'm looking at him right now. I'm looking at him right now, and it looks like between uh, okay on January sixth, which was the Monday, uh, it looks like it was going up to an all time. The shares were at forty nine forty. Uh, that is a four point four percent like. Uh, profit. So they were trending upward, but let me tell you, dude. The moment, the moment that it um it changed because you know the stocks closed at around three o'clock uh for WWE. The mm-hmm. moment that they opened back up for for trading and whatnot, they took a massive dip. Like really? it went. It went from 49... Wait, hold on. At its peak on Monday was at 49.31. And it dropped that next day down to 47.98. And then think about all the media outlets that are saying, oh, well, Goldberg and Drew McIntyre, whoa. This is for the week. The lowest it has been from 49.41, it is 46.91. It has taken... A huge dip, um, in, in market value. I went from having, uh, 790, I think, from my initial investment, uh, I had dropped 2.57%. So, so it is, uh, it's not looking too good. It's not looking too good. AW. You may not be getting that sweet, sweet merch. Uh, but I want to give him the merch. I want to give him the merch. Ron, I am here to save you and to save AEW. Yeah, how? How so? So I've been thinking about it, and I have thought of two scenarios that will jump stop, start that WWE stock. Okay, yeah. So... Let's go through. Let's have WrestleMania do the mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah, 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 week, yeah, yeah. Week, maybe two weeks after WrestleMania, right? I have two options. Here's here's option number one: is they announce next week, you know, somewhere during the show, like somebody acts like they're getting in word. We just have word that uh, uh the chairman is joining us next week, and Vince says uh he has an an, an announcement to make, right? 
And so yeah. next week on Raw, everything happens, you know. Familiar No Chance music comes on. Vince comes to the ring. Vince is cutting a promo about, you know, like uh, how his father started this business and did all this stuff and then like how he did it and like what he did for it and what he did that, you know, and all this stuff. Little promo talks about like and none of the people are grateful for what he's done. None of you people do this. Like, uh, everyone that like he can see potential in, you don't see potential in, and you want to tell him how to do this business, and he's 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 tired of it. He's tired of all this. Mm-hmm. He's like, so as of today, I am stepping down, and I am selling uh, my share in WWE. I will no longer be a part of this company. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, so. Uh, and you, go, and you go, so you may be asking your, yourself, like, who, uh, uh, who is, uh, going to take over, you know, did the WWE, I, the WWE is big, bigger than all of us. And so then, like, you hear, like, uh, uh, Stephanie's music, and Stephanie, mm-hmm. like, comes out, and then it's like, you know, my daughter, Stephanie, man, da, 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 and stuff like that, and, you know, she starts to say something, so then Shane's music hit, and Shane comes out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and he's like, like, dad, you know, me and uh, uh, Steph was just talking about like surprising this is, but it's like, um, but it's like your company is in good hands. We have great ideas of how to take it to the next level. And he goes, he goes, I know you do. I have faith that you can take this company where it needs to go, but I'm not selling it to you. And he mm. goes, Stephanie, you've been here. I've seen how you run the company. The fans don't like it. Shane, he goes, you ran SmackDown, and like they didn't like it either. He goes. I need to get someone in here with fresh ideas that can take this company. He goes, do what I did with my, my dad had a great company. I had fresh ideas. I took it even bigger. I need somebody to come in here and get ideas that, that, that are bigger than mine. I need a, a, a presence that's bigger than mine. I need someone that can shake the foundation of WWE to its core. Well, dad, who in the hell can do that? If you smell, oh, oh, he's cooking, he's cooking. Oh, wow! <laughs> so the rock, the rock comes out, and unbeknownst to all of us, he has signed a one-year deal with WWE that he will either show up at Raw, SmackDown, or like send videos so that he's on the show every single week. Oh and my gosh! The Rock is now the owner of WWE. He is the guy that makes the matches. He's the guy that pushes the people. He's the guy that does all this. And The Rock will be on WWE television for the next year as the figure, as as the quote unquote owner of the company. Dude, that make ooh, that gave me chills a little bit. I thought it was all leading up to the game, but you throwing The Rock in there, I was like, you know what? That's believable because didn't The Rock just purchase the XFL? Yes, that's what I'm saying. You, 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 uh, uh, buy into that because, like, then, like, whenever people ask Vince, Vince, you know, you can be like, oh, well, you know, he, he bought the XFL. He, he seems to be doing, uh, good stuff. Vince can actually, like, say, like, oh, you know, he's, he, he, he's a wrestler. He did this in Hollywood, you know, and all of that stuff. So, like, it makes sense. Yeah. Oh. So, now, my second option. Yeah. Th- okay, that one is. So the one I just gave was a semi-realistic. It's something I really think that they could do. I really they, they think that they it. could do that storyline. I'm I'm have looking at my stocks up? right now. <laughs> have they gone up yet? No. It, no, I think I think Raw is starting. So yeah, or <laughs> Raw has started. So it doesn't look like um, it's going up anytime soon. So my second option. Yeah. This is me dreaming. This won't happen, but this is me dreaming. Right. Yeah. So you go through WrestleMania. WrestleMania ends. It's, let's say it's April, let's say April, May of this year. Let's say May of this year. Yeah. And so they're they're being able to, you know, smaller venues can, or well, bigger venues can have some crowds, right? So Mm -hmm. WWE is about to leave the uh, uh, Thunderdome, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're having this big raw and it's, it's the last, uh, uh, night in the Thunderdome. And uh, just for the sake of the argument, let's say Drew is still champion, okay? Yeah, yeah. So there's a four-way match to close the show to become number one contender for his title, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, AJ Styles wins it. 
And so AJ Styles gets a mic and calls out Drew, and Drew comes out, and AJ's like, this isn't going to be like last time, it's not a ladder match, the Miz can't cash in, it's just me and you, and you actually have to wrestle me, and stuff like that, right? And, you know, Drew starts cutting his promo, and Drew's like, like, you know, it's no different, I'll beat you. He goes, if you haven't noticed, AJ, I put this title up against anyone and everyone, and it doesn't matter uh, who, who uh, you are, right? So then lights go out, right? And then you hear... And Finn Balor's music hits. Oh, right? yeah. And so Finn Balor comes out with the NXT title. He's standing on the ramp, and he starts to move the mic to his mouth, and then AJ goes, no, 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 I, do, I don't even want to Finn. I know, you're NXT champion. You've been killing things down there. You want to come back up to, to play with the big boys in the big league. I get it, Finn. And he goes, but you're going to have to wait in line. I'm the number one contender for this belt, and there's nothing you can do to change that. And Finn just smiles at him. And then slowly lifts his hand up to a gun motion and then makes like a bang motion, right? Yeah. Then the lights go out. Yeah. Then the lights the lights come back on. Yeah. And it's on Finn, but they're like, what what happened? Then the camera goes to the ring and AJ and them are like move around like like what 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 happened? And th- then you you hear, Oh boys, I heard we're just throwing out challenges. And then walking out of the screen crowds is Kenny Omega. Ah, and Kenny Omega uh, is basically like, I see, you know, we have the developmental title here. I see we have a belt with a big old W. And he goes, but I have the only belt that matters in this federation. In fact, I have the only belt that matters in all of wrestling. You see, boys, I've been saying for a while, I'm going to change the world. And he goes, well, I do that with one motion. And then he points his uh, uh, hands uh, uh, up like a gun, puts his mouth up, and goes, bang. Ah. Too sweet. And then, no, then he goes, too sweet. And once he says, too sweet, AJ Pele kicks um, uh, Drew Drew McIntyre. Every member of the Bullet Club that's ever been in it, New Japan, ROH, comes out of the crowd with bats and everything, and they demolish the entire Thunderdome. And anybody coming out, they just beat them down. I'm talking mm. Adam Cole. I'm talking about the, 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 the uh, G.O.D. Um, everybody. And they just lay waste to WWE. Mm. And then it becomes the Bullet Club versus everyone. I, I like E. I like E. This is good. I like, no, the, first, I like the first idea a lot better. Yeah. This one, no, no, this no. one's like fantasy world, but yeah, I like yeah, yeah. it. I like it. No, the, the the first one should happen. The first one needs to happen because, like I said, like the Rock can film his movies, and he's always like on like TikTok or like Twitter or something like with these small videos. Just have him send the like a small video into SmackDown and Raw every week. That's yeah. all you have to do. It's just be like, hey, Rock, we need you. Uh, here are the matches we want you to make for the night. Uh, and here's like the person we want you to tell to shut the hell up or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like it, it, it wouldn't be hard. Like some of them can be like live satellite videos, but then like other ones can just be like little messages he sends, you know? Yeah, yeah. It kind of, kind of is like the year that led up to uh, Rock and Cena. Yeah, yeah. And if you want that to lead to a match, cool. If you want this just to be a figurehead thing, cool. Like. It just it gets people talking about your product again. Yeah, The Rock is back. Of course, I'm gonna watch. Yeah, I love The Rock. He's cool. Who does? Dude, he has a new uh, show coming out um, on NBC. I was watching it during uh, what was it? It was the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers game. Uh, he has a new show called uh, Young Rock. Yes, yes, no, I've heard about this. He's just producing it, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's basically the story of his life. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I, yeah, I, I, I'm leading. I'm leading to that just to say this. I would keep an eye on the Miz, and I would keep an eye on Dolph Ziggler if they show up on TV either on Monday or uh, Friday because those two boys are the happiest boys in that entire roster right now. Because they're tag champions? No. No, 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 no. Because they're Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah. Playoff game 
in a very convincing matter yesterday. Yeah, very convincing. Very convincing. Like, oh, whoa. Wow. Yeah. So keep an eye on these two boys. But you know, while, while we keep an eye on those two boys, these two boys, you and me, we're out of here. We're done. Yeah, we're gone. We, we're we're gone. Over. Why are you still listening? Why? I mean, I guess it, if you're still listening, I'll it, tell you, like, like, what, what does they say? Like, clean your ears, uh, wipe your nostrils. Diversify uh, your stock portfolio. Shave your head. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. Ace is the one that does this. I don't know how to do it. I say, wash, wash your children, eat your babies. I, I don't, I don't know what he says. You protect your lettuce. I protect your lettuce. Protect and your that's lettuce. You money, guys. Literally, if you have heads of lettuce, that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if anyone knows, but uh, Chills, Chills has done a top fifteen on it, and he goes number fifteen: Burger King foot lettuce. Sometimes when you get a Burger King burger, you never know what you're gonna get, and it, it's I, I, I gotta clip that somewhere. I gotta, I, I love, I love Chills, dude. I love chills. But yeah, um, play Phasmophobia, watch Nexpo on YouTube, um, eat your kids, uh, wash, wash your walls, and, um, and wear a mask because COVID is a real thing. Uh, shout out to Drew McIntyre. I hope you get better soon. On that note, good night. Good night, you beautiful babies. I should probably hit stop recording. Make sure that you're following us on all of our social medias, including Twitter at Quick Pop Cast, Facebook at the Quick Pop Podcast, and Instagram as well at the Quick Pop Podcast. Any of those are great ways to reach out to the host of the show, and we'd love to talk to you as well. We are constantly speaking on current events and would love to hear your opinions on stuff too. So get in touch with us today.